Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 12 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today, it's just us again. It is. Just us. We're going to be discussing 10 Who Dared. Yup. You want to give your first impression? This was another really horrible one in my opinion. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. It just was... um, It just wasn't riveting to me. I don't know if it's the type of story that it was or what, but it was not interesting to me at all. Neither of us were fans. Yeah. But, excuse me, Um, that's okay. Like we've said with other ones, not always going to be a knockout gold star winner. Yeah, no, I mean, like, this movie is sprinkled in the middle of some amazing movies. Yeah, that we've never seen and now love, so... So we're both uh, a little nervous about the 32nd Disney Dash. Alright. I'm gonna go, and I am cheating a little bit right here because it really was rough. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So it's a group of ten men who take four different boats and they go and explore unexplored America. So they go on the Colorado River, and they're basically, like, charting that area because nobody's ever gone there before. And it's about their experiences and adventures while on this expedition. 20. Yeah. I'm so sorry I keep yawning. Whew. All right. 20 seconds. That's not bad. You did cheat a little bit. However, (laughs) I can't, like, read and paraphrase in the same time, so I'm still (laughs) impressed with you. (laughs) This is going to be bad, because, yeah. All right, ready, set, no. go. All right, this guy gets these ten guys all together. Wait, I guess nine, because there's ten all together. And one is a dog, and they almost shoot the dog. It's real sad, but they don't. And they're going on this huge adventure across America, undiscovered, through I don't remember where. But then they come to these crossroads, and then they disagree. And then one goes on one, one group goes on one way, and another group goes another way. And, yeah. 22 seconds. I could have added more, sort of, but I was—I thought you were giving me the look. I was, but I was trying to psych you out. You did. Oh, oh you did. All right, so some history. This is kind of brief. There's really not, like, a lot on this movie, probably because I'm guessing this wasn't a very popular movie, if I'm taking a guess here. So it's a film from 1960, directed by William Bodine, I think. That's how you say it. (laughs) Starring Brian Keith, Ben Johnson, and John Beale. It tells the story of United States Army officer John Wesley Powell, who was the first to travel down the Colorado River, and the dangers that he and nine other men had to face while making a map of the region during their 1869 expedition. So hired by Walt Disney Studios in 1959 as a technical advisor, Otis R. Marston led a film crew through the Grand Canyon to film river running and background scenes for the film. Parts of the film were shot at the Big Bend of the Colorado River, Professor Valley, Arches, Dead Horse Point, Dewey, Castle Valley, and Westwater Canyon in Utah. I will say that, like, the scenery in this movie was beautiful, and I have always wanted to go to Utah. I'm not much of, like, a hiker, like, outdoorsy type. I'm going to go on a hike and, like, see all these 
pretty places, but I would like to go to Utah because they have like beautiful lakes and, um, yeah. Yeah. And really cool, like rock things, like just yeah. giant rock formations, which the officer really liked, uh, John Powell. Mm-hmm. And he like really appreciated, this wasn't just an expedition to like discover new land, but to discover like new things. Right. Like he would like take fossils from the mountains and it was cool. Makes sense. He had a love of the land. All right. So some maybe fun facts. I don't think I have a lot of them. Um, so one of the replica replica boats used on the film, the Emma Dean, was recovered by local raconteur. Raconteur. Stan A. Jones in 1969 from the Golden Oak Ranch, which was the movie lot in California for Disney. Um, it's on display at the Powell Museum in Page, Arizona. So if you're an enormous fan of 10 Who Dared, <laughs> you can go see some actual props. Um, so William Boudin... Boudin, the director, had worked for Disney several times before, directing episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club, Spin and Marty, and one of Walt's previous Western films, Westward Ho! The Wagons. Mm. I liked that movie better than this, but that's not saying much. Yeah, same. It wasn't bad, but it was much better than this one. John Beale, who had previously worked for Disney as the voice of adult Jeremiah and So Dear to My Heart, was cast as John Powell. I was going to say, like, I I didn't really recognize any of the people, so it surprised me whenever I read that fact, like, just the first line of it. I was like, wait, he was in something else? But then it says that he was just a voice. Mm -hmm. So. That's a a long time ago for us. So dear to my heart. So dear to my heart. Oh my gosh, I know. Ten Who Dared was produced by James Alger, who, as we know, is famous for his True Life Adventure film series. Yeah, he's also a liar, apparently, when it comes to True Life Adventures. Yeah. Um, While there are hardly any animals in this film, he most likely lent his expertise to the on-location shooting. And... Last one already, guys. Not a lot not a lot to talk about here. According to All Movie, critics consistently rate this one as one of the worst movies made by Disney. The staff of Halliwell's film guide called it, quote, tedious and unconvincing. Oh, I really want to talk about why I didn't like it, but I'm going to wait until after we talk about characters. Okay, but... It was really difficult to decipher who was who in this movie because I didn't think they did a good job at character development. And, like, I don't think they said the, their names enough for me to catch on as to who... There was almost too many main characters for me to really, like, understand who was who. Yeah, like, you could follow along, like, oh, well, This that's guy, the guy with this face is the one that's done this in the past, and this is right. what he's doing now, but, like, I don't know what his name is. Yeah. There was just, I mean, clearly it's Ten Who Dared. I th- think, is this based on, like, a true story? I don't, I I'm don't not know. sure. But, um, I don't know, like, make it, you've changed things in the past, Mr. Walt. Why don't you make it five Who Dared? He should have made this better, <laughs> somehow. Um, but, um, so I don't really know. I can remember two of the characters. I can um, remember three. But, I mean, I can remember the characters, but not their names. So the first one is 
the general or the army the major major john wesley powell he's kind of like the leader of the pack he is leading them on this expedition and he has chosen them to come along with him so that he basically has help out on this journey mm-hmm. um because he actually I don't think he could have done it without these guys. No. Because you can't... He only has one hand. And he wants to do this river expedition. Like, he needs these men. He really does. And as the movie goes on, we do see that he truly does care for all of them. He does. And gets, like, really concerned. He's kind of heartless in the beginning, but then... um, He's totally not, though. He's definitely not. No. No, like, with the whole dog thing, like, he kind of came across as kind of a jerk, at first, mm-hmm. until he's the one that is like, oh, we'll find something for you to do. Right. Um, the next person that I can remember who I don't know his name is, like, the guy who is really aggressive. Yes. That's the one I remember, too. He's the... So, there's this one character who... Um, he is the one that discovers the dog. Apparently, they weren't allowed to bring dogs on the expedition. Um, he discovers the dog and, like, takes it from the boy who has it. it. He's, like, an older boy. He's probably, like, a teenager, like, an older teenager. Um, but he takes this dog and he's, like, going to shoot it because he's not allowed to have a dog on the expedition. Um, and he just, like, the entire movie never really redeems himself, I don't think. He's just kind of a jerk. Is this the one that plays with rattlesnakes? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that either. Guy, that might be a different person. That guy was dumb too. He yeah. like purposefully would like antagonize rattlesnakes for whatever, just for fun. And then finally one bit him, and then he just became a burden on everybody else because he was injured. No, and then um, John Powell was like, "Are you gonna stop messing around with them?" Then he's like, "No, I never will." Yeah. Like, Whoa. Like, okay, you didn't learn your lesson. You just got bit and they had to suck the venom out of you. And they were out of commission for like days. Yeah. Because he they needed him. He couldn't walk. <sighs> Idiot. Don't be stubborn. Moral um, of the story. The next person I remember is the kid who owns the dog. Uh-huh. Who was like definitely the least experienced, I would say, out of everybody. Um, but he was the most likable. Yes, that's what made me like him the most because he wasn't like some hardened dude not that they all were um but he like i don't know he just still had a heart or like most of the other ones seemed like they didn't anymore for some reason yep um but yeah he was just like young and like more innocent than the rest and he brought his cute little dog jarvie whose real name is chicky and that's super cute too yeah and like he just loves this dog oh when he's like don't look at me i know because they tell him he has to kill him yeah and he's like, I can't do this. And then he's, like, psyching himself up to do it. But that's whenever the major comes and is like, I'm not going to make you do this. I'll do it. And then eventually Jarvie, like, coerces his way into the, the major's heart. And he doesn't get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the next person I was going to bring up is Jarvie. So Jarvie is the dog. He isn't really much help in the beginning. And the guy who owns him just kind of is feeding him scraps. But then when the major takes him on, he kind of just, like, helps. He just comes, he becomes just a part of the crew. And, like, probably a smile when you need it. I mean, they were out there for a long time. So, obviously, having a little puppy dog around is going to be helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, as far as, like, everyone else goes, it's kind of like, it was just a mass of people to me. Which I can, clearly, if you're going on a long expedition you probably want a lot of people with you yeah but 
for a movie's sake, it was hard for me to follow. Yes. It was hard for me to follow each individual character. Definitely. And while I know some are more important than others, I still don't know that the one guy who is very mean and who stuck out more often, I don't remember his name. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, favorite character and scene. Character, I'm going to go, in the end, it really was the major, I guess. Um, he just... He just seemed like a likable person in the end, which was nice because originally I didn't think he was going to be. Um, and then favorite scene is whenever, like as sad as it is, whenever they like tell the kid to kill Jarby the dog and then the major comes and like make sure it doesn't happen. That was, that was like the turn, that was like the turning point for the major. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice and I liked that. Yeah. My favorite character is also the major because I like, I really like that he doesn't have to be the tough, tough guy the whole time. That's how he starts out and that's how you see him. But he's also the narrator of the whole thing. Yeah. So you get to see his thoughts and he'll say, I'm really worried. Like, I care about these men and on and on and on. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a reference to Harry Potter. Are you ready? What? So people have said that they really enjoy Newt Scamander because he's a more sensitive male role. He's not the big, tough, muscular guy who's the hero of the story or whatever. He has a soft side. Mm-hmm. He has a sensitive side. Men are allowed to. It's okay. So this guy, this is back in what, 61? Right? When well, this the, came when out. When it came out, yeah. yeah. And it's set in the 1800s. So, I mean, serious stereotypes for men, you know, it hurts them too. Yeah. Um, so I really liked that this was even shown. I don't know if that was intentional, but I caught on to it and I really liked that this guy had a more sensitive, um, like loving side to this group of men that he just grew very fond of and wanted mm-hmm. to take care of. And favorite scene is when they were cooking one time and the guy goes, Hey, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Does <laughs> it made me laugh? Probably the only time in the whole movie that I laughed, but that's funny. Yeah. Um. So for least favorite, I'm really I just want to talk about how bad the filming was at parts. Oh. So that was my least favorite part of this movie. They're on the boats, and like you can tell that they're not really where they are because of the editing, which again, like I'm not gonna have major high expectations because I understand this movie is from the 60s. However, this movie also came out right around the parent trap, and that editing is amazing. So, like, you can't tell me that the studio doesn't know how to edit. Like, it just looked bad. And it's not like we were watching this on YouTube or, like, some... No, um, like, I, I like, rented yeah, it. So we it was, rented it off of Amazon Prime. Like, it yeah. was the legit movie. It was very choppy. It was horrible. Yeah. It was, like, giving me, like, a yeah, headache. I almost couldn't I'm, like, watch I couldn't it. watch parts of it because, like, you're on the boat and it's almost as if... They were recording on a boat, which they could have been, I don't know, for the background. And, like, the background was just all over the place. And, like, you didn't really even focus on the person. Like, the whole thing was just jumpy and jumbled. And Mm -hmm. it was like they went out there with, like, a handheld. Yeah. And didn't try to, like. Right. There was was no stabilizers or anything on the camera. Which we know they didn't because the backgrounds we know were fake, which is fine, again. But, like, yes, clearly the camera was stationary. <laughs> they were overcompensating yeah. for the movement that they were trying to make show. Totally. 
um, when they didn't need to. I agree. Do you have anything else to add for least favorite? Or did you say a character? No, I just... Uh, I have one. Okay, go ahead. I totally agree with, like, as far as... That's probably just my least favorite. I don't know if I have, like, a least favorite scene, other than I don't really like that. My scene actually kind of goes with my character, actually. I don't like the guy that messes with rattlesnakes, because I didn't like him doing that, and I thought it was childish and very immature, and then you put out all these other people because you get bit, because you didn't know how to act like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And it also, that aside, it made me super nervous. Because yeah. I don't, snakes don't bother me, but I don't want to be by a rattlesnake, for God's sake, because they're That's dangerous. Not, yeah, like a highly venomous one. Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, what I took away from this film is that uh, that there is such a thing as too many characters in film, <laughs> especially main characters. And also, like, if you're going to be on a team like that, like, be a team. Don't yes. have your own agenda. Don't, like, go off and do your own thing like the rattlesnake guy or, um, like, just you want you want to be a team. That's, like, the purpose of it. Think of others, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll take away that, I mean, this guy had a very ambitious uh, goal. dream, a goal. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to do something no one had done before. He wanted to explore uncharted parts of the United States, which is I mean, can you imagine just waking up and being like, I'm going to do that? No, like, this guy (laughs) had a serious dream. Um, So, honestly, follow your dreams, and like Meg said, be a team player. Because, you know what happened? They all couldn't agree. They couldn't come to an agreement. They split the party. There was, like, three of them that went off. They ended up not making it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I I know, I will say you should stand your ground for what you believe in. Like, maybe they really thought going the other way was a horrible idea. But you should just compromise. Yeah. Because it, I mean, it led to something not so great. Right. So, yeah. All right. This one flew. I Meg flew. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. So, go see this if you want to. Um, I mean, like, I kind of like, I just like this project that we're doing where we're watching these, whether or not it's something that I think would interest me or not. Like, I can say I saw it, and I can say that I tried. Mm -hmm. So, I recommend watching it, just because, if anything, to see what is regarded as maybe as one of the worst Disney movies (laughs) movies ever. Um, And just know that uh, Grown Up Kids agrees with that review. Yeah. It's, It's the worst one we've watched. I think I said that too before I found that that little fan, fact yeah. or whatever. I you was said like, it when we at the end after it finished. You're yeah. like, that's probably the worst movie we've watched. Yeah, and like no dig to Disney. No, nothing. It's, just, it's okay. It's just the way it was filmed. It's just the the way that it was written. Really, mm-hmm. um, it just wasn't good. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, down the line. They might reference something to this movie that makes me learn something else. Yeah. So I love how we're chronologically learning so much stuff. It's crazy. And, like, Meg the other day found something that tied into research she was doing for our Swish podcast. And it was just really cool. Like, it brought more, like, enrichment to that. I wouldn't have made that connection with Harry Potter if we hadn't been doing this project. Right. Just, like, learning cool things that you never know where they're going to connect or come in handy or what you're going to use them for. Yeah, it's really neat. But the downside to this project, I know we're kind of like ranting a little bit, or I'm ranting a little bit, but hey, 
it's a short episode, so <laughs> the downside is like someone will be like, "Oh, like how's how's grown up kids going? Like what what are you on right now?" And I'll just like start talking and talking and talking about all these movies that no one knows about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're just like and they're like I've, uh, I've never heard of that movie. Before. Westward Ho, uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. It's I can talk fun. about it with all the grown up kids. They can talk about it with Meg. Yeah, so. All right, so grown-up kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media on Facebook at Grown Up Kids a Disney Podcast, Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod if you would like to support our podcast. Be on the lookout for new stuff! Yes. And also, if you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've posted a document with our comprehensive list of movies that we will be watching along with availability to be on the show with us. So check that out and just comment, email, or message us with what movies you're interested in joining us on, and I'll get you on the list. Thank you so much for listening for to this episode of Podmas. Make sure to watch Swiss Family Robinson ahead of tomorrow's episode. Oh, that one's that one we're excited about. It's really good. <laughs> and don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.